Quick, come up with something funny to say. Hello? Yo. Bork. Oh, that's really cool. Somehow I think you're lying. Uh-huh. Oh, fail. Oh. Bad Philosophy, episode 51. Recorded on November 1st, 2009. Reading Rainbow. Hello everyone, welcome in one, two, Bad Philosophy, upsetting the balance of reality one rabbit trail at a time for over a year now, and uh, we're very proud to say we have made it to episode 51, and uh, we've got an excellent panel of guests here on Bad Philosophy today, some excellent bad philosophers, starting with an actual bad philosopher, <laughs> uh, Dr. Mark Webb, chairman of the philosophy department here at Texas Tech University. Dr. Webb, welcome back to the show. Thank you, it's wonderful to be here, as cool. always. Uh, anything special you're you're doing or uh, have started since the last time you were with us? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well, as you know, I, I took up the chairmanship Short of the sweet. department, uh -huh. so I don't have time for anything else, basically. Ah, uh, my okay. time is spent writing reports. <laughs> Fun times. Uh, some, <laughs> some TPS reports, right? Oh, I wish. Lots of them. Uh, <laughs> always stapled, stapled with a swing line stapler. Is it red? Uh, I don't know. Is your stapler red, Dr. Webb? No, I'm sorry. Oh, it's one of those beige ones. Oh, sorry, beige. we can't be friends. <laughs> I'll get a red one. I promise. Okay. <laughs> and uh, also with Fun us Fun fact, the red swing line stapler didn't exist before that movie. That's very true. Uh, good, good little bit of trivia. They started there, manufacturing them after the movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that little bit of useless trivia brought to you by Kevin Saunders. Hi, everybody. I'm still trying to get my video and stuff to work. That's okay. Google Chrome is not as awesome as Google told me it was. <laughs> no, no, that's it unfortunately is not. Um, but we're glad to have you in uh, in sound form at least. Uh, also here on the show we've got uh, Jet Cummins, numero uno fanboy. Hello, um, how y'all doing? I suppose <laughs> you can't strictly respond to that, so that was a dumb question. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, well, people in the chat room could respond, but... Uh... Also here, last but not least, we have a newcomer to Bad Philosophy, a fan who has joined us many times in the chat room, but uh, who is now here in person for the first time ever, Sean Brackett. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Um, so, Sean, since it's your first time on Bad Philosophy, we have a little tradition. Uh, say a little bit about yourself and, and tell us why we should care. Okay. Um, well, um, my name is Sean. I'm a residence hall director at the University of Northern Colorado. What we say UNC. No, we don't mean Chapel Hill, and I do have to explain that every single time. Um, you should care about me because I am the future of higher education. I'm going to find a way to bridge student affairs and academic affairs. That's what I want to do. Cool. Nice. Well, uh, welcome to the show, Sean. And we also have, have Sean on the show for uh, a, a very simple reason. Um, he is mildly synesthetic. Um, if you're not familiar with uh, synesthesia, it is, it is essentially the, the crossing of the, the streams, as it were, in the brain to where you um, experience uh, one type of sensation as another. So you experience auditory stimulus as a visual stimulus, or you experience um, touch as, as some kind of uh, smell. And it's, it's very rare, but it, it, is, it does happen within individuals, and it brings up some uh, interesting philosophical implications, which we hope to get into on this episode. Uh, but I'd like to start out by just, uh, Sean, if you could explain uh, in what way you are synesthetic mm -hmm. to, uh, to the show and to our audience. Definitely. Uh, mine's pretty mild, uh, not as severe as some. There are some fairly famous books, um, Tasting... Um, 
the rectangle or I, I'm not sure of the titles of these books, but mm-hmm. very famous examples of tasting something you should not be able to taste or hearing a shape. Um, mine is um, purely visual. Um, and actually I don't know how we're going to show this on a show. Oh, but we can, we can let's see if we can do a little meta thing here. And the okay. Wikipedia article for synesthesia has. Okay. So, so my alphabet, as it were, um, I see letters and numbers, um, both in the color that they are printed in, but also in the color that my mind has decided that they will be. And um, most of the time, um, I see jewel tones. They're not very traditional uh, crayon colors, not bright blue, bright green, Mm -hmm. Um, more forest green, midnight blue, things like that. Um, And so uh, those are letters. Numbers tend to be brighter for me. Um, and these are constant for me. They have never changed. They've always been the same for me, hmm. um, which I don't know enough about that. Uh, Dr. Webb can probably help us out with that, but I don't know if that's <laughs> normal or not. Well, I guess synesthesia itself is abnormal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lies outside the range is normal. Mildly, yeah. There's different kinds of normal. <laughs> yeah. For me, though. Um, yeah. So, and there are certain numbers um, that I like and certain word or sentence combinations that I really like mm-hmm. because, because, of, the, because yeah. of the colors, um, which is really interesting. My cool. alma mater, um, the colors are a navy blue and a gold. Mm-hmm. So I really like the number 27 because it's two and seven, which together oh. are the colors of my alma mater. Um, uh, 25 <laughs> was really good. date of my birth for all who care. Oh, cool. Cool. Good to know. Yeah. So that's that's me. See different letter combinations, number combinations. Uh, yeah. I'm, so I'm looking at, at your little chart here, and it's... It's quite strange. Um, so, so you know, regardless of, of where you see these these letters, they always appear as these colors to you. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of um, like Technicolor. Okay. They always appear as the letters that is, as the color that it is printed in or in which it is printed. Uh huh. And also what I see. So, for like example, superimposed. It, yeah. How, how does it work? Like, do you have a blending of colors or? I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> uh, they don't. They're not superimposed, but. They are both at the same time, um, almost like the, um, I would say, maybe the hypostatic union. <laughs> oh, I don't know what that the is. The hypostatic union. Um, <laughs> theology. Um, okay, um, let's, oh, let's... Oh, I see. That I Jesus see. is both a person and a member of the Trinity at the same time. Oh, I, I think Dr. Webb can, can definitely can. speak on that. <laughs> well, well, that I know something about. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Webb is a, a philosopher <laughs> of religion <laughs> and uh, a very good, damn good one at that, I, I will add. Um, Thank you. So Dr. You should put Webb, that in writing. I, you know what? <laughs> that I, should be I, the I title. philosopher. I think I'll just uh, I'll just credit you as that on the uh, on yeah. the announcement post. Okay, yeah. that'll be my official title for bad. Philosophy. Exactly, and damn good philosopher of religion, Dr. Webb. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, getting back on track, uh, completely antithesis to the whole uh, notion of bad philosophy. But getting back on track, Dr. <laughs> Webb, what is the uh, what is the philosophical problem that synesthesia brings up in, in the literature, the philosophy literature? That yeah, well, that's a, that's a sort of philosophy of mind thing, and I don't know okay. a whole lot about it. But um, there was a while there when I was reading all those books, you know, The Man Who Tasted Shapes, and what was the other one? There was another one. Oh, look it up. I'm kind of curious. <laughs> another sort of popular-ish one. Uh, and uh, in one of those books, the author was positing that what happens in synesthesia is actually more like normal than we we might ordinarily think because huh. because what happens is 
You know, Aristotle noticed this a long time ago, that you see things and you hear things and you smell things, and somehow you put it all together into a picture of the world. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you look at the table and you see the shape and then you see the color sort of separately from that. It's all together. And also the you sort of uh, blend it into one representation. Like, mm, feels brown. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> and so uh, it's like deep in the brain, there's something that pulls all the senses together. And, to, and that's Aristotle called it. He didn't know about the brain, of course. But uh, they, that's what he called common sense. That's where the phrase common sense comes from. It's got huh. nothing to do with not playing cards with, with strangers on the train, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I mean, there's... Which just, is good, sense. This is sort of a special problem about mental representation uh, that synesthesia sort of evokes. And what, what is it... Um, I mean, what the hell is going on, basically, when we, when we represent something? Yeah. Uh, well, and, and, I, and I do remember it coming up in, in philosophy of mind um, in, in just sort of definition of color... You know what? What what is color? Is it something? Uh, is it an intrinsic property? Is it something that, you know, this table is brown in the same way that its mass is five hundred kilograms or something like exactly, that? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, is, that's that's a really heavy table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. But it, it, uh, brown's not even a color. Did you know that? Um, yeah, that's right. I do now. <laughs> I'm told. I'm told. I haven't ever been able to do the experiment and make it happen. Yeah. But if you look through something at a brown object so that you're screening out a background. Uh-huh. So all you're seeing is the brown. And you shine a bright light on it. It'll appear either orange or yellow, depending on what kind of brown it is. Oh. It's what they call a contrast color. It only appears the way it is because of contrast with its surroundings. Oh, that's so interesting. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah, I, I learned a lot about color from Ed Averill, who was um, retired from this department, but he was one of my teachers when I was an undergraduate. Uh-huh. And he told us the whole story about color. I probably remember about five percent of it, <laughs> but uh, that was his his thing, right? What is the the metaphysics of color? What is a color? Right. And he persuaded us of this theory that I have believed ever since. And I come to find out he's moved through five different theories since then. He long ago <laughs> abandoned that one, but I'm still convinced it's true. <laughs> That's... Which says something about. The philosophical mind, I think. Yeah, well. Something bad. <laughs> I mean, that's interesting because I have a lot of browns, I guess, in my alphabet. Or, I don't know. Um, and Lexicon? I'm noticing. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Uh, yeah. And they're all right next to an orange or a yellow. Ah. Yeah, and it, it oh, is sort of rainbowish. Uh, in, a, in a very weird way. There yeah. There's sort of spectrums. Yeah. yeah. Like the brighter colors and this is for you in the chat room um g is more of a mocha cappuccino uh-huh. r is a darker brown and the number six is kind of a dusty west texas brown i would say and h is a more of a golden yellow and so is um, u and the number seven and um, they're very in close proximity with one another so huh. Well, so we've got a question from the chat room here. Um, Kathleen asks, is it difficult to differentiate between letters or numbers with lighter colors? Sometimes, yes. Um, oh. For example, the number one and the letter I. Yeah, I noticed are they're both, both white. They're both white, and I had to represent that in this with an outline. Uh-huh. Um, but sometimes if it's, um, it's just, it, it, sometimes it's a little bit strange like my eyes i feel like they're playing tricks on me Mm because it sometimes is there and then it isn't there the next second then i have to realize that (laughs) it's just because a weird 
color, um, or if the number one is near W or Z because there are lighter grays. Mm. And so that kind of, it's, it's strange. Huh. Um, it's a little bit different, but... Um, does, does this happen to you with, with shapes other than letters and numbers, though? Like, w- when you look at uh, geometric figures, do you see them as, as colored? No. Nope. It's, it's just letters, letters and, numbers. and numbers. Wow. So a triangle, it's almost like an A. I think that's rather so, Im- implicative or indicative of something, of something bigger yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. The kind um, of, yeah. Because, well, uh, the question I would have is, does... We were talking before the show about non-Latin um, letters. Do, do you have any sort of effect with them? Like, if you were to see a, a Japanese kanji, does that have... A, a color relation to it. I don't, let's find out. I've Black never really thought about it. it. I'm kind of curious. Okay. I mean, that's, that's an easy, easy thing to figure out. Images.google.com and search yeah. kanji. Okay. So like Dr. Webb had mentioned that, you know, you have a triangle. At what point when you add the two lines that turn that triangle into an A? Yeah, presumably there's a vague boundary to, there. Yeah. You change it very gradually. And I mean... I guess in the mind that makes sense because there's a much different part of your brain that's interpreting a letter than, say, a shape. Um, because yeah. really, you generally don't, you know, you're not looking at a letter by its shape. You're looking for a different meaning from that. So, yeah, yeah. Like, or as you go from, like, one of the examples on Wikipedia is uh, from a P to an R, when you draw that line, does the color change? I've never. Ooh. So, okay. Well, let's address one crazy question. More. <laughs> this is bad philosophy. We better be doing some experiments. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like I'm the. So, so we've got the kanji. Well, we've got the kanji pulled up here for for Sean. Are you seeing anything in these? Like the okay river, for example. It is like three ones. Three ones to me. Yeah. But also uh, the similar shape. Does. Similar shape, but um, well, so rain river. I mean, that looks. That just looks whitish to me, white and black, but not gray. Oh, like they don't. You don't. I don't get the halfway point in the color. It's just white right. and gray. Um, How about sun? Does that look see that looks like, like a, a B? B so that's eight? that's a B, a B or, to me. Uh, or okay. an eight. A B. It's a B because okay. it's dark right. blue, <laughs> and an eight is purple. Huh. Um, Interesting. See this. This implies something particular because letters are learned. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah. you don't have you know the the English alphabet in your head when you're a child, and so something that's always been interesting to me is the the fact that there's often the synesthesia letter number reconciliation. You know, that's something that that is common for synesthesia, and we've now tested it in a bad philosophy sort of way, which I appreciate. But we have, you know, I mean, that's it's it's these very particular shapes that have some sort of meaning to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and we've seen that even when that meaning isn't quite present, you kind of pick it up. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, in this it's very, about the you know, shape, singular it's, case. It's the shape interpreted as a letter. Right? Yeah. It's not, just, it's, it's not anything I about think the shape itself. you have itself, a moral yeah. obligation now to learn Hebrew or Russian so we can okay. see what happens when you can start <laughs> or, reading uh, letters. Or Greek. Actually, uh, Quartos in the chat room is suggesting Greek letters. That'll work. You know, those are, those are close. Those are pretty close to, to yeah. Latin. So do you, do you see like a, a delta as sort of an a mm-hmm. an incomplete a? 
I'm, oh, I'm imagining a Delta in my yeah. head right now. And well, I, I mean, pull up a Delta. We, we have the Internet. <laughs> well, God the Delta is... God bless the Internet, indeed. Um, I don't want to awesome. get a flight, though, so that's not going to help me. Um, so, yeah, well, uh, or even, I mean... Let's do, like, yeah, Delta Greek. Without Sean okay. changing a Delta to an A, like, he understands that Delta has a meaning as mm-hmm. a letter, not as a triangle. So does that... Yeah. Like, does that make any sort of a difference? See, in my head, the well, I see black, not just because it's black on the screen, but yeah. in my head, delta means black, and that, oh, it's alpha, beta, gamma, delta. Delta is the fourth letter. Yeah. What's the fourth letter in English? A, D. Yeah. D is black for me. D. Oh. oh. So now we have to figure out oh, whether it's the sound or the position. How about in omega? Sequence? Like Omega would. Why aren't more people studying this? Z, I don't know. But I, I think they probably are. We just don't w. have any contact. We're just not aware of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, omega Greek. Yeah. Letter. Because it's technically an O sound, but it's the final letter. See, that's kind of a silvery. Actually, kind of this. So like, you do see it as as a yeah. color, but is anything else silvery to you, or an see, O? See, or, that looks or more w? gold. You see, it's more gold yellow. Well, lowercase uh, lower omega. Lowercase omega sorry. looks gold. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right. Does that match up with anything uh, in our... No idea. This is weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, Z is... Yeah. Z is what? Z is silvery. Z is silvery. And actually, and w, w is silvery. is silvery, too. But you said omega capital is more silvery. But omega... Lowercase, lowercase is more gold. Is gold. Interesting. I think I'm That's writing weird, contradictory. Omega looks like a W. Yeah, it, it does. This is really because str- okay. I don't know what to make of this. But you don't you don't associate any meaning with with <laughs> Omega though. Other than at last. Oh, so if you okay, so maybe that's hmm. why it sort of assimilates to Z. But but then because, why does the lowercase look gold? Because it's got that meaning of last. Yeah. So. Yeah. Then, why the lowercase one yeah. look gold? That's. That's a stump. Maybe I mean maybe my the U, my U is more of a gold yellow. Let's let's take it to something that we wouldn't know the sequence of. Like, can you think of a random? Just pull up a Russian alphabet. Well, pull up yeah, acrylic. C- Cyrillic, acrylic. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I thought Cyrillic. acrylic. acrylic. <laughs> okay. Pull up the uh, painting the alphabet. Pull up the melamine alphabet. <laughs> okay. Okay. So there's the Russian alphabet. Oh, but it, it sort of lists the sounds below them. Does that change it at all? Like no, if see, you... see, that's like a dark red. A, sorry, A. Yeah. I guess I guess that would be an A. Mm-hmm. See, it looks, to my conscious mind, it looks like an A. If I were to see that letter isolated, I would think the would think Latin A, a yeah. not the Cyrillic A. And so it would be a maroon. How about the one next, or second from the end on the first row? Oh, see, that looks like an X. Oh, it looks like an X. I'm trying to find something that's bizarre and different. Bizarre and different. (laughs) Um, See, okay, for example, that one? Yeah, the sort of three. Green. Green. Because it looks like three. It looks like a three. Which Ah. looks like E to me. All three of those are green. Ah. Pull up a... um... So we're seeing a a shape-based... Similar, yeah. Thing. In in so far as it's similar to a, a an English letter shape. All right, I got the acid test here. Okay. Sanskrit. Sanskrit. All right. Trust me. Okay. Ah, Sanskrit doesn't look a lot like English. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kevin, 
pause one second. I'm, I'm going to reinitiate the call with you because it seems like you're kind of delayed. Okay. <laughs> that was kind of satisfying. What does Lambda look like to you? Oh, see, so it looks like an upside down V. Okay. An upside that, down that, that, v? And I, oh, so the orientation even can. I see. Okay. And, and maybe Welcome I have back. learned that as an adult. How about Phi? Phi? Phi. Oh. I'm just kidding. Phi? Wow. Oh. Um, it actually okay. does depend on So we, got, we have Sanskrit pulled up here. Too. What does it look like to you, Sean? Oh, my sweet lord. Okay. Um, this is strange. Yeah. Sanskrit really <laughs> okay, does so not this, look like English. And maybe it's just, okay, this ka sound apparently looks like a T. And maybe that's my, my English mind it. trying yeah. to pull that's, out. That, yeah, it's sort of the central shape of the well, thing. Say, what about, what about na? See, it looks like an M to me. Yeah, kind of. Um, fa? Um, labels? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it looks it looks black to me. It looks black? Yeah, that's... Okay, so... I don't even know what that is, but it looks so light blue. That's a Zeta. That's a Zeta. Really? Like a Zeta. Zeta, what is your yeah. light said blue? light blue. What it, so, can I see your... Can you interpret oh, it for sorry. me? With light your, blue. Huh, so so a Greek Zeta, which is that's, this really swirly yeah, thing. Yeah, probably one of the... Like, Just uh, look light. it up on Wikipedia. So light blue, most similar to, say, your K. What? That's not even close. <laughs> See, that looks more that like a G to me. Oh. The light blue, more like an L, like the L, light blue. Oh, oh it is. I see. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. So it is shape okay. based. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be shaped, not sound. Or... Fairly L shaped for. Oh, weird. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, like. Yeah. Um, Just vaguely, big, yeah. And if yeah. you wanted it, like, I guess, for our. Listener for our chatters, uh-huh. they can check out Wikipedia for all this. Yeah, just uh, we're we're yeah we've looked at Zeta. So what have we what have we concluded so far? It, it seems to be. <laughs> I don't think we've concluded <laughs> anything. It seems to be butter all, right? It seems to be shape based, roughly. Yeah. Um, in so far as the shapes are similar to English letters or numbers, um, they're unique for Sean. I would say, like, there's not sort of a universal synesthetic response. Right. As far um, as I know, it's different for everybody right, that has associations. They're different. Yeah. Um, boy, it would oh, be so great I if we had two synesthesia people. Trey in chat seems to have something as well. Uh, Trey, you do? Um, uh, he see. looks like he's, he, talk, he says your chat, more so a crossing of personality with numbers and letters. Nothing to do with vision or hearing. So, Trey, why don't you explain a little bit more about how that works for you, and we'll, uh, we'll continue the conversation. So, yeah, there are, there are different types of synesthesia, obviously. You, mm-hmm. can, you can see Sean, sound. Sean's is called grapheme, I believe. Grapheme? Yeah. It should make sense. Graph um, meaning again, like this is Wikipedia-based right, knowledge, yeah. not yeah. anything that I had latent <laughs> knowledge that I had. But um, so I was so impressed, and no, now you've blown I, it. I wouldn't be. <laughs> um, but it's, you sounded really good. I, I try. Uh, I try to look smart and then <laughs> tear it all down. I wish we had a whiteboard or something so we could like, I because I'm really curious about as far as like the P to R or like the triangle to A. Yeah, maybe an ambiguous shape. Like there's there's one they they use in psychology experiments with it's sort of it's an A with a broken top or an H with slanting legs. Right? Uh, so it's like immediately okay. halfway in between. Huh. Oh, that's I don't know. I've never seen things <laughs> it, like that. It might maybe maybe it would depend on aspect shift. Right, you see it as one and then it would see it as the other Gosh, and it would have, change. Kind of I have, like I a, have a marker. <laughs> Let's do this. I have a marker and paper. Well, sort of like, you know, when you draw like a two-dimensional representation of a of a box and it shifts like you can shift which corner is yeah. facing you or not just by, you know, you're like, "Oh, well that corner is." And you look at it and then 
you know, or the famous, I, so yeah. I wonder if how you look at it, if you're like, well, that's clearly an H, or that's clearly an A with missing the top. Or. Okay, so we've got a P. So, yes, P representing, purple. or not representing anything. Sort yeah, of it's, a it's, a, it's a purple blue. That's purple the weird thing. It's, indigo? Sort of an indigo? Yes. Ish. Okay. Um, so now, Sean... Watch as I... I'm waiting for my brain to explode. Okay, right. <laughs> So here we go. That's all right. We'll get him. Um, so it's still purple. Brown. Someone call 911. Where? I think, stand but by. it's... I don't, I don't know. It just becomes so, so, okay. brown. Why, why don't I do it slowly then? So yeah, starting, starting with the P. Okay, it's purple. <laughs> it's brown. Okay. So, so any... any s- <laughs> Any variation from the P, it becomes brown. But it didn't become P as soon as your pen hit the page. I think it became, or it didn't become R. Mm-hmm. I think it became R when <laughs> there was enough was of a leg, yeah, to it to, to stand alone an R. as yeah. an R. So not just it as a just been like a badly written ah, R. Okay, yes, okay. gotcha. Let me borrow your marker. All right. <laughs> I, got, here, here I, I got this shoe. What did I sign up for? You got the shoes. All right, so I'm going to explain what Frank has explained. Each number and letter has a gender, personality, age, maturity, etc. For example, 9 is male, very deceptive, 18 or so in age. I bet that's interesting, Keth. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> female. <laughs> See, um, this is 28. Oh, 28. 28 is female, late 30s, nice woman, very active in society, no children. Whoa. Whoa. That is, <laughs> if you're just, if you're just shitting us, Trey, I hate you, but <laughs> we will have to find you and we're kill you. We're going to have to kill you, but that is really, wow. That's very, mine's weird, but that's just strange. So what in is, an interesting I, way. I, I'm curious, Trey, I think we're just going to pump you for information here. What is seven? <laughs> is his juice numbers? I'm sorry, this feels very freak show to me. <laughs> I don't need to go to graduate while, school. While Trey so... is responding. Oh, oh Yeah, read it down and then across. So, sorry, it... this, oh, is, no. this is what he's looking at right when now. When I read it down, it's maroon. When I read it across, it's more gold. Isn't that cool? Dang. The cat. But oh, the very so same cool. shape. It's, yeah. That is very cool. Maybe it's it's got to be context sensitive. Gotta be. It's got to be. <laughs> okay, show us on show us oh, on sorry. screen. This is this is what he writes. So when he reads it down, it's maroon, and across it's gold. So the word has a color. Well, the word, not really. Sort it's of. not like it all becomes brown, like mixing pigments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like for but. Um... Hey, that's uh, isn't that semiotics? I was just studying that. Huh. Uh, Derrida. Like that exact. <laughs> Brian in the chat room says, that time to bring every drop of in information from synesthetes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Sean, is there any sort of a, like a genetic link in your family? I know that sometimes there's like, you know, it's a father and grandfather both have it. Or as far as I know. Son, that's what yeah, I was yeah. desperately searching for. As far as I know, no. However, okay. when I was growing up, I thought this was normal. Yeah, I thought everyone saw like I did, like children who need glasses but don't recognize that until yeah. their mother or father sees them throwing a baseball and hitting something else. Mm-hmm. They, I just thought this was normal, so I never really talked about it or thought it was strange. So, so Trey has answered what seven looks like. Um, male, good friends with six, because six is the only even male 
and so feminine. So it's a f- about sixteen or so in age. See, this is funny because that's not I mean, the, the sort of concepts are not a sense, right? That's something mm-hmm. else, right? There's a there's a sensory thing mixing with a yeah. conceptual. Oh, oh, dang. Okay, so we got another another one to check. Oh in. gosh, that's <laughs> really weird. It's B-M-P. blue, but it's like blue purple, like blue up top, and then if I look at the bottom and focus on the, so it's contact. It is, it is contact sensitive. So okay. like that is very clearly. Yeah, B, that's very that's blue. Very, very much. I don't know if I'm actually. No, I know it's right. Be sure to describe auditorily what um, we're looking a, at, Stephen. If you, it's a show there. on Wikipedia. It's show from the Greek. Mm-hmm. So, so the one that see, like top half is is a B, bottom half is a P, ish. Uh, so the, the the Greek sign show. Yeah, yeah. but I yeah. think my brain. I mean, you have to remember we're doing we're doing it's audio a, theoretically like, a, here. Huh? Kind of Trace has most of letter, most of the even numbers are female, like a, but six is male. Use in, right. you won't find it in your. What's home like a diphthong or something? Is that yeah, the correct word for digraph? Yeah. Okay. So, so we figured out another thing then. It's contextual. So it's, it's definitely meaning-based mm-hmm. rather than, than simply input-based. Something I noticed, though, when I look at that letter so and the color so show, a... mm-hmm. yeah. entirely, it loses color. It just becomes whatever color it is. It's oh, like my brain is a like, letter for you. Yeah, it's like oh, my, my brain, but when I, it's almost like it's... So too happened, much information, and so it can't decide which stimuli to oh, accept. Okay. But if I yeah, if you cover one side, it looks like the other. Huh. So uh, for Trey, twenty nine is so male, lower forties, say forty three, kind of a loner, but not mean. I guess I goes. I mean, I, ten I, years ago. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a loner, but not me. Okay. <laughs> and Trey, you asked earlier about spelling. If the colors help me spelling, not really. Um, shorter words um, may have connotations. Abbreviations are fun. Um, Arizona State University is abbreviated ASU. Well, A is a maroon, which is one of their colors. S is a red, and U is a goldish color. It actually matches their colors really well. Oh. But hmm. um, not really for spelling. Doesn't really help me, especially longer words. I think then, when I zoom from word or letter level to of a word. sentence to word level, it my brain kind of disengages. So you don't mm-hmm. assign colors to, to words. No. Okay. Hmm. Now, if a word is, um, I'm, I can't think of an example right now. But what the longer the word, the quicker that disengagement mm. occurs so like a telephone number would just it printed in a telephone book would just be black to you yeah, unless i'm looking unless at you're focusing like the area like code 303 might be yeah. okay yeah. 303 is actually green black green it would be interesting to see if there were any words that were all in similar colors to see if you'd see the colors then hmm so like so now we have to think of one. Oh jeez. Oh, so sorry. like if I and so like if y'all have, I and y'all have to chart there so you can kind of yeah. relate okay. and just pick all the colors that look the same and make words out of them. Okay, so Add a boy, Kevin, thank you. So uh I'm smart. Analytical Green is very natural. Mm-hmm. Um because it's it's brown, it's light brown, dark brown, forest green, forest green, pink. Mm-hmm. I see, yeah. Uh, agree ought to be well that's what is it agree is very agree would be natural but more like fall that would be my mental image because it's got a dark red brown it's very autumnal so (laughs) r is dark red 
Or A is dark red. A is a dark red maroonish. R, R is sort of brownish. Yeah. It's yeah. a little bit darker than the G. Okay. Hmm. Have huh. you ever met anybody whose name repulsed you because of? I mean, have you ever because had a response to a person song? or a thing because of the? No, like if somebody's no. name was Baby Puke Green. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I like all of these colors. Ah, uh, that's got to help. Do, that I <laughs> yeah yeah. But do I like these? Do I like all of these colors because I've seen them my whole life, or did I put these here because my mind knew that I liked these colors? Uh, good, that's I, a those good are twist those on are it. pleasant yeah. colors. I mean, I, I like them too. So. I don't. I don't oh. have chartreuse. I don't have strange colors. I don't really have a cyan in there, like a sky blue. Can you post a PDF of this to the shows page for? Uh, probably. I can. Yeah. Just, just for so everybody can look at it. Yeah. I um, will print as a PDF. Actually, TwitPick it. Oh yeah, TwitPick okay. it, and then yeah, I'll yeah. post the link for okay. people to look at. Um, well, you have a shortcut for that. It's um, Apple Shift Four. Oh, that's going to come in handy. I just learned about that today myself. Oh, <laughs> for screen grab, Apple Shift 4. That's our tip of the week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, Apple It'll Shift 4 is your life. For everyone using a Mac. Full screen. So, oh, okay, very good question from Kathleen here. At what point did you discover that this was unique to you, that not everyone saw letters this way? Actually, it was college. I never, really? it was so ingrained in my head and in my life that I just. I think I noticed that it was different probably uh-huh. in middle school, you know, identity, you start noticing mm-hmm. that you're different from the collective, but it just never really occurred to me to say anything or to ask anybody about it until college. And then I, Wikipedia actually helped because oh. it was very accessible for me. So mm-hmm. I could look it up and find out that, oh, this isn't normal. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I would expect, uh, as, like as soon as you started school, you would you would find out because you're around a bunch of other people your own age, but it just never it occurred just to never, me. I guess it just doesn't come up in conversation. Not it's, really. It's we fairly all kind of assume unusual. that we see the world in a similar yeah. way. Um, I've, I've had some points in my life where people disagreed about colors, but it was normally like, is that more orange or red? Um, you know, is that right, more purple, yeah. blue? Kind of like, you know, where things are close. I would say that probably we don't all see the world the same way. Uh, the exact same way, but we all are kind of close enough that we can agree most of the time. Yeah, I think there's actual evidence for that. I mean, it, a sort of biochemical evidence that really? there's enough individual difference in the in the retina that uh, color responses vary by a small amount. Yeah, so. but not appreciable. Like we don't. Well, we do identify color by wavelength and things like that as well. Yeah, see, I can have a. You know, we can with break that. up the visible light spectrum and say that you know blue is x number of nanometers across mm-hmm. yeah but but that's like codifying the the averages that we see you know uh, sort of assigning oh well most people see this wavelength as this color and so we we call that wavelength this color but there's well, no, nothing well, about that naming. wavelength that I mean, makes it the color well there's some differences in where boundaries get well how too. how we yeah. perceive that Wavelength is different, but the wavelength is the same either way. Yeah. I direct message you. Uh, just put it in the chat. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, the link in the um, if, for example, something that you know we we're talking about, your perception of the world and how that how that comes out. You know how that came out for you in college. Um, 
it very much makes me think about the like early 90s sci-fi novel the giver i don't oh, know who's whoa. have all y'all read that no, no. um oh, i hesitate example. to give away the ending then don't don't do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll all go read it. And I, I we'll would say, back next yeah, week. like this. Would be, this it's I mean, it's example. Everybody read the book, and then that'll make a lot of sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It just Perfect. yeah. Please read the book. It's really like a young adult novel, so it shouldn't be like anything super challenging. But okay. I think that it would it would very much bring it up the idea of when do you realize that your viewpoint viewpoint of the world might be different from somebody else's yeah so on a very fundamental level i've already forgotten the title what was the it giver? The, the giver the giver yeah okay um and i can let me look up who who that's by um so kind of, kind of another Maori. another interesting possibility i wonder if anyone sees the world as a negative says Quartos. so inverse <laughs> oh see darks as lights this is one I of mean, the most sweet negative this is one of the most uh, talked about problems in philosophy of perception. It's yeah. called the inverted spectrum problem. Oh! If somebody had a complete reversal of the spectrum, so if they were seeing things the opposite way uh-huh. from everybody else, but they're using words the same way as everybody else, would that be detectable? Would, would there be any way to find out? I don't think there would be. Now, a white-black reversal, I think you, could, you probably could do because you can make something so white it's glaring. Mm-hmm. But you can't make something so black it's glaring, All right? So you get a different response. But that's a, you, but if it's a red green, glaring, if though. it's a red green reversal, uh, and a blue yellow, I mean, yeah, red green and blue yellow, that's probably undetectable. Yeah, oh, man, that's probably never happened though. I mean, if you get just red green and not blue yellow, then then it is detectable because similarity judgments change. Yeah, yeah. So there things, are, things that look similar to everybody else would look very different to the person with the re- inversion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, but that, that is an interesting problem. It really goes back to the primacy of, of uh, cognition, I think, that, that there, these aren't intrinsic properties at all, and that, that really when it, it comes down to it, the judgment of what something is, it, it happens in here. Um, Boy, yeah, and it can, makes it want to be a skeptic, right? No, no. Please <laughs> no. don't go that way. That way lies madness. Right. I mean, it, your judgments can still be true or false, but right, you have to the the representation in your head. Uh, it's it's hard to see how. Well, you know, something especially like a color or a taste or a smell. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see how the object can actually be like that, really objectively. How can an object really taste taste like pineapple? Yeah. Right. I mean. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, well, what's the? Uh, that seems to be sort of essentially a relation between the thing and your sense organs. Right? But the same way that we do assign colors to wavelengths, we we try to do make a, a objective judgments about it. Yeah, um, basically, uh, it, it, uh, we're lucky that most people are the same. I mean, that's yeah. the only reason we can make it work. If everybody's, if it was like a crapshoot, and when you're born, you get a random this selection, yeah. yeah. You would then, have to define things. Then we wouldn't God. be able to talk about these things objectively. No. But yeah, like commonality of perception is why we can even interact at all. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So for these outliers like Sean, well, he's, he's not a horrible outlier. Cause <laughs> most, most he's things, a near outlier. Yeah, a near outlier. <laughs> That'd be a good name for a band, the near outliers. Um, I mean, it, I, 
this book you you were reading, the um, the yeah, taste well, of shapes. Popular. The man who tasted shapes. The man shapes. who tasted yeah. shapes. Any any examples you want to pull from that that just really stuck out to you? Well, one of the things I remember. Actually, I read it some years ago. But the, the, one of the things I remember most vividly is that he used to judge his cooking by how it felt. He would taste it, and uh, he would know that the chicken wasn't quite ready if it tasted too pointy. It had to huh. be rounder and smoother and. <laughs> yeah, it's very well. Very we funny. use these sort of descriptions in wine tasting, right? You know, very, very round wine. You know, very, yep. very blue. You know, summer tastes and like. Yeah, I don't know that, if there's any correlation there. Uh, uh, do you think we had? It started with synesthetics who could who could sort of assign these these other. No, I, 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 I expect those are more like just associations. Yeah. Uh, but at what point does something cease yeah, being does, an association and become you, synesthetic? Yeah, yeah. Is, is Sean associating colors, or is he just is yeah. he actually like is it a, some sort of a like hyper association disorder? Yeah. Or something? Well, which I can see knowing my brain. <laughs> <laughs> That's a definite possibility. Well, if the word grass looked green, that that would be an association of ideas thing rather than a sort of a a true synesthesia. I would say. Yeah. Uh huh. Because, uh, you know, you look at the letters and the numbers, there just isn't any reason why A should be maroon. But it is. But it is. But there it really but, is. But there, it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, and exactly, I mean, like, when you taste a wine and somebody describes it as autumnal, for example, or, you know, like you're very, I've used that word several times this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's just being pretentious, though. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But, like, if somebody describes it as that and then you taste it and you're like, oh, yes, I could see, you know, like, you know, the smell of, like, leaves. Yeah, leaves, falling, but wood like, fires. But would you and, independently yeah. come up with autumnal to describe it? I wonder. But well, it, I know. think people do with wines. That's one of the reasons I yeah. think it's probably association of ideas. Okay. Common experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I most mean, most most people, people understand the idea of fall. And, it, well, in the northern hemisphere, yeah. in our country, right. like yeah. we have that similar experience generally. Mm. Uh, one thing that uh, Kathleen brought up is is some folks see ASL. In different colors, ah. so see signing as as oh, you know, that's one a color or another. Great see, question. That's why for I want you, you to learn another yeah. language, so you can uh, so you can tell us if these things aren't <laughs> well. Okay, so, so for goes... example, the letter U, yeah, is for me a golden yellow, mm-hmm. maybe poppy. So what is this? Everybody, refer to your chart. See that looks white to me. Because of because the shape. Like, no, not white as in Caucasian, white as in... Well, no, I just yeah. want to... It looks like letter to... I, number one. And so, like... Thing, yeah. but, well, Jed is doing this, by the way. This yeah. is the sign U. Yeah. Sign so, letter U. So this is so going to be a, sage green, right? Like, oh, gosh. F, <laughs> F, for example. No, that looks blue because they look like L's. Oh, oh okay. okay. Well, it does F See, have F, color? F looks like a dark blue because although it's F... Uh-huh. Sorry, I'll move my head out. Oop, other way. F, it more, it almost looks like a B. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. okay. I, I'm, I'm assuming so, I've never... So, uh, lowercase, uppercase, same color? Oh, yeah. Every single time. Uh, Which is weird because they do because change shape. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. maybe it started out with one case, <laughs> the diminu- diminutive or the... So that would be an association. Yeah, the little... Like an association thing. Maybe it started with one yeah. and then I associated it with yeah. its uppercase So that would partner. not be like a true... Ah, synesthesia like so you know to almost be like i wonder not that we could actually do this but Mm -hmm. if we went back and figured out Hmm. which one you know like did you learn b as looking like an uppercase b or like Mm -hmm. a lowercase b because there's 
fairly different shapes. And a lowercase d is a rotated uppercase p. So. Yeah. And also a backwards yeah. b. That's something so, that yeah. comes up with, with, but, uh, with <laughs> b, education d, and, and cognition. Oh, they're pretty close, yeah. B, P, D, and Q are yeah. tricky. And, and it's often a, a way that we discover learning disabilities is, is confusion with B, P, D, and Q because the shape is the same, lowercase. Um, it's just flipped or rotated. Mm. Yeah. And so the fact that, I mean, those have different meanings to you very much different colors, no matter, you know, if it's a different number, if the position determines color, which we've kind of seen in this episode so far, that, well, it means you probably don't have a learning disability, so that's good. But it also questions, um, the fact that he's in college, is you know, how these associations are created. What if you're dyslexic and there are those in college learning disabilities? That's what if you have color blindness? Yeah. Oh, because oh. I, I am, I don't, I've never been diagnosed, so I'll put that out there. But yeah. I've noticed in my life that I get hmm. blues and greens. That fine, that line for me is difficult sometimes. Now, yeah. if it's that cable, I'm pointing to a very green cable. I'm assuming yeah. everyone agrees with me it's green. Yes. But um, You mean that red one there? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> don't mess with me. Um, that blues and greens are a little bit, the line is blurred for me. It would be interesting if somebody was completely colorblind, but also had color associations. I mean, because this seems to happen sort of deeper in the brain. This is not yeah. happening in the eye where the colorblindness is. Yeah. Huh. That we need to round up some cases. We need, we need to get a bunch of synesthesics in I wonder. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I wonder what type of uh, academic work has been around. Oh, I'm sure it's the, fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, what's the... How common is synesthesia? Of any kind? I, like, I wonder. Or how common is know. grapheme or whatever? Well, here, here's an interesting thing. Um, certain drugs, I think, certain um, hallucinogens have been shown to cause synesthesia of certain kinds. So we, we might be able to understand it also as a chemical process um, or as, as some sort of a... I mean, the brain is a weird... Weird organ, but um, if, we, if we can say that chemicals can influence how we perceive or, or um, cognize color and uh, associations, might we say that there could potentially be a cure for color blindness or for synesthesia Into, or some way to induce specific induce, kinds yeah. of so synesthesia? Induces synesthesia for. Yeah. But, I mean, that would almost, that would be so I'm hard to do. Because it. I'm in favor of inducing it just because I'm jealous of synesthetes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. I volunteer. Yeah. yeah. And, but, uh, sorry I would, to interject, but oh, the God. cure argument, that it's, brings up a classic oh, issue with disabilities sure. and yeah, the deaf yeah. in particular. Mm -hmm. If you can cure what is, quote, wrong with them, should you? Yeah, exactly. Because I don't feel, although technically there is an abnormality in my brain, I don't think that that, mm -hmm. I would never want to cure it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right, right. It's abnormal yeah. in the statistical sense, right? Not really in the functional sense. Correct. Yeah. But there are people who have sort of really strong uh, versions of it so that it actually interferes with their ability to get along in life. Oh, well, dyslexia, for instance. I mean, it, it, is, dyslexia seems to be sort of in the same class as synesthesia um not not seeing not confusing sensations but sort of confusing um things within a given sensation 
Um, hmm. The most common, I think, is, is you know, seeing letters as backwards and um, such and so forth. So, uh, you know, they, they seem to be related illnesses. People would definitely consider um, dyslexia a disability at certain points, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, so at what yeah. point does it stop being a disability and just be kind of a, a quirk, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and I mean, that's Sean... Getting into, that's, not a philosophical, that's not a philosophical discussion. That's a uh, uh, very different discussion that I'm sure we'd have lots of fun with one night, but we've got, you know, 10 minutes left in the show. Well, I, I, well, I actually I, think it is a philosophical I think that, yeah, question. Yeah, and that's, and that's what I was going to... I was going to try to come up with a good example from Sean's synesthesia. Yeah. But... Um, you know, for example, say that there was a sign that was printed on a background that was a similar color to, to the letters that you saw, and it said, like, you know, don't go here or something, and or you might die, or, you know, something like that. It was a, like, you do not enter type of thing, and you couldn't see it because it was printed on a background of similar color. But, like... If, in that case, but that's not how it works but for right? me. Yeah. That doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. So you're not really seeing the colors. I then, see the colors, but I also see what they're printed yeah. as. Oh. And so it's I've never, for for example, a stop sign. Uh-huh. S is a bright red. It's an addition. It's not a. It's yeah. It's additive, not subtractive. Yeah. Right. So so even though S is a bright red, you don't. It doesn't like. It doesn't, doesn't look, look like, like a top. top. <laughs> it's top like sign. Top to me. <laughs> it, I know it's well, and maybe it's. Yeah. I mean. Maybe it's because I've learned that a red octagonal sign sure. for the road means the <laughs> yeah. stop. But I guess I just from a, both. like a it was it was it Hippocrates like a do no harm sense yeah. of thing. You know, like for example, if somebody were able to function well, without function anything. well. Well, I guess really the the argument that I'm looking at is say that somebody was. A danger to themselves or others because of their synesthesia, would that be like? Would that be something that we would want to cure? Mm. Like, is that mm. a cure curing versus, you know, like this is just a? Quirkus. I don't want to. Yeah, I would say I, I'm going to side with Mill on this one and say, if it's not, we could intervene when it's going to harm others, but not when they're going to harm themselves. Well, but on, I mean, and this may be a problem with I, our legal system, no. but mm. like the police will interfere with you if you're a harm to yourself. Like if you're so drunk that you fall over, yes. like you'll oh, okay. get arrested. That for, is a problem. There are complications, problem. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I'm not saying that our legal system is perfect by any means, and but. Well, for example, you know, I would want people to stop me if I was going to harm myself and I wasn't aware I was going to harm myself say, or I was going to harm myself and I couldn't control myself for exactly. some reason, right? Exactly. So there's all kinds of, and so the police have to just assume if you're about to commit suicide, you don't really know what you're doing. Maybe they're wrong a lot of the time. Right. But, <laughs> but do we have a right to suicide? No, it's against the law in Colorado. So Welcome don't go to, to Colorado if you want to kill yourself. <laughs> well, right. Okay. Is it, is there a log instant here? I'm I, know, I don't, not no, familiar I, enough I with really it. I don't. I mean, it's yeah, funny. I mean, it really ought to be a law against that? attempted suicide because yeah. if the guy succeeds, there's no what point in arresting him. Because if he's committed suicide, put handcuffs on the corpse. I mean, it's really, yeah, it's kind of a moot point. But uh, the right of exit is one I've seen a few times. It says, uh, Brian, um, uh, Kevin, your mom says, I think suicide is illegal in most states. Um, that way, insurance doesn't have to pay. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yeah. nice. nice oh, point. Yeah. that's interesting. 
Yeah. You know, so there, so there is a purpose for successful. Your mom used not as a derogatory term. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just pointing it out. Tu madre, Kevin. Um, <laughs> well, um, fascinating, fascinating discussion today, and uh, I, I really would like to sit here and just talk about this for hours and hours, but um, we're coming up to the end of our time here on Bad Philosophy, and uh, I have to say, it, is, it has been a damn good episode. <laughs> That's what happens a, when you have a damn good uh, yeah. philosopher of religion on the show. I, I, I would have to agree. It certainly um, is. <laughs> so, first of all... Also when you have synesthetes. Yeah, yeah also when that helps a lot. We have synesthetes and a damn good philosopher on the show, uh, and Kevin Saunders. This is over I, the top. Oh, uh, yeah, we're just... It's, <laughs> what, if, what if the oracles were synesthetes? <laughs> like the oracle at Delphi was yeah. reading, or I don't, I really don't understand yeah. that. <laughs> let's, uh, let's defer the discussion. It'll be a cliffhanger. Prophecy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, prophecy and oracles, next time bum, on bum, Philosophy. Bum. <laughs> yeah, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> um, gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. This has been a fantastic episode. Um, Dr. Webb, we really appreciated having you on here. Um, just, you know, even if, if just for this right here. That little, little <laughs> I cat wish I had created that. I, I'm sorry. I stole that from somebody so long ago I don't even remember who. Oh, okay. Well, we, we really appreciate you being here. I know who, where it came from. Uh, okay, good. Well, um, <laughs> my pleasure. Anyway, great to meet you, Sean. Nice to meet you too, Dr. Webb. Next time, bring your guitar, really, seriously. Maybe I'll be ready for prime time we, then. We want to get a duet going between you and, and Kevin on the ukulele. So. Oh, excellent. I always bring my uke. Yep, exactly. Um, I'm Jed? worse than you are on the guitar, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Jed, um, also, we appreciate having you here. Yeah, it's, it's always, always fun, so uh, yeah. love to come back anytime. And uh, Sean, for sure, you made this all possible, I think, uh, so... Let, let me shake your hand here on the air. That's Thank all you. official. And go Tar Heels. Oh, <laughs> oh goodness. Oh, that's a different type of synesthesia. Yeah. I think you're out in I just see red. <laughs> like, you've, got yeah. two, you've got two UNC <laughs> alums. You can, uh, you can follow uh, all of us at various places. Jed is on Twitter at twitter.com slash Linux, L-I-N-N-I-X. Um, Sean is Sean Brackett with two T's. Right yes. on uh, Twitter, um, I am S Torrance S T O R R E N C E, and you can follow Bad Philosophy at Twitter.com/slash/BadPhilosophy. We have a store where you can buy all kinds of cool uh, stuff for your kitchen or for your body. I have the travel mug and the bumper sticker. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Doctor, we'll bring those next time on the okay. show because um, I want to see what they look like. Other than other than just an image on the website, but those are all at <laughs> zazzle.com/badphilosophy. That's zazzle with two z's. Uh, so go there, buy stuff, and uh, contribute to us getting a, a brand spanking new mixer here on Bad Philosophy because we. Oops. Two Z's or three Z's? Need one. Hmm? Sorry to interrupt. Two Z's or three Z's? Three I'm Z's? assuming you left my uh, Twitter um, plug for last because you know it was the best. I'm, I'm assuming you left my Twitter uh, plug for last because it was the best. Oh, of course. Right. And uh, Kevin also has a Twitter account. Um, Twitter.com slash Kevsond. K-V-S-A-U-N-D. Uh, we appreciate you all being here and for listening. And we'll see you next time on Bad Philosophy. And B is for violet, and that spells Roy G. I loved reading Rainbow. Well, I thought maybe it's because I thought he understood. 
Oh, okay. I was like, oh, he's reading to me. He's reading he, Do you know that LeVar Burton reads aloud his blog posts? Seriously. And then there's an audio file at oh, the end of them, great. so you can listen yes. to him and in his he awesome does, reading voice. It's I could listen to that man talk all day. Have y'all seen that uh, the fan pic of LeVar Burton? I'm sorry? I'm just I'm stealing this from some random forum. Forum, but um, that's a really long thing, and it's not safe for work, so we don't click on it otherwise. Holy f- look at this multi <laughs> This is f***ing LeVar Burton. You best believe he's got two capital letters in his first name. So don't come up in here with no lowercase b. <laughs> you best believe he was getting damn trend wearing that metal headband thing over his eyes. <laughs> is he blind or something? I don't know, but even if you don't, need to see to know he's hotter than your also goes by Kuntikinte but definitely not by Toby get it right uh, you wouldn't even know how to appreciate a book this glorious hadn't taken time out from chicks to, <laughs> to host reading rainbow on PBS so your wouldn't have to get cable holy there's damn butterflies in the sky you can't go twice believe <laughs> I would love to share that with my parents if, if it wasn't for the F word. Oh, oh, pretty much. <clears throat> wow. I mean, it's it's appreciative. Yep. Madphilosophy.com. Because nobody cares.